Let's get this water closer to me. Leave the cap off. This is when I fucking spill the water all over the place. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Hello. What's happening, beautiful man? How are you doing? <laughs> Not much, you beautiful <laughs> son of a bitch. How are you living? I'm doing pretty good, man. Great. For anyone out there who is not familiar with today's guest, I am sitting here with the one and only Julian Atwater. Make some noise it's, for the internet. It's me. I'm Julian. <laughs> it's me. Okay, I'm going to start. <laughs> so you seem like revved up and ready to go. We both have hats on indoors. We're those type of people, I suppose. I, I am definitely one of those people. How you living? I'm living pretty good. Uh, I'm tired as all hell, but the longer we talk, you're going to just notice that that's just my natural disposition. Yeah. You know, I relate to that very strongly. I feel as though sometimes from the outside looking in, people who maybe only see me either on this podcast or see me like playing shows, which is like a very, it's, it's a different thing. Oh yeah. Dude. Like, you know, in real life, I am pretty fucking boring. I feel like I am not exciting to hang out with at all, bro. Listen, so like, <laughs> I think I get that. I get that a lot. Cause like, I don't really like to speak too much outside of like when I'm supposed to or anything. Yeah. So like I'll play shows or like I'll go to like an event or something and like, somebody's like oh like it's that guy he's like always here what is what's what's about what's that about and i'm and like they're like oh yeah as soon as they come up to me and i'm just like i really like to sit i'm a big fan <laughs> of just sitting down and sometimes doing nothing at all totally i love it yeah okay like but our jobs be entertaining yeah which is like also why i like to sit down I wonder if maybe that has something to do with why we kind of like or maybe even need the downtime because a lot of the most like extroverted, ver why did I say that so fucking weird? The ext extroverted people that I know, I mean like, God bless them, but they don't do shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just like people. So they just like are like look at me all the time and like person I yeah, am for the most part I'm just like leave me alone like I like I, I don't like always want to talk about like what my band's doing or what like art I'm working on and oh. things like that I mean it's tough because like people genuinely are interested so like yeah and like you don't you don't want to be a dick exactly but it's just like I'm I'm also a guy I'm, I'm a guy yeah and like I got good days and bad days and maybe some silly shit might have happened to me like previously. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I always find it really hard to talk to people after like they come off of a set or something because like everybody on earth is going to be like, oh, good set, man. It was really good. I really like your band or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, thank you. But what else do you do you want to talk about? And like, I'm always the type of person that's like, at the end of my set, I'm like, hey, if you want to talk to me, we got to talk about stuff. Okay. <laughs> I want to know about you. I want to know about you and what you're interested in and why you came here to see 
me do whatever the hell that just was. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. And like most people, I, I don't want to make that judgment call because like most people are just happy that we're here. You know what I'm saying? But like, I thank you. I, I w- probably won't agree with you that the set was good because I'm the person that I am. Sure. But thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing that's even fucking funnier about all of it is that I don't want to talk about, you know, A, B, or C. But I have no idea what else to talk about besides art to people. It's because, like, <laughs> all day that day, you're like, it's, we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this today. And, like, some, I just think, personally, like, I'm intense. Like, I'm, like, super intense. I ask, like, very scary questions to people upon first meeting. I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you afraid of? Sure. What are you running from? Uh-huh. And they're like, yo, I just came to have a good time. I don't want to think about all this right now. And I'm like, but I do. That's what, that's my bread and butter. I want to know all the darkness inside of you. You know what I'm saying? And people were like, that is terrifying. And I'm going to go away. <laughs> so for anybody that is not familiar with Julian, if it hasn't been like made clear already, he is an artist in trouble. Like most of pretty much anybody that's ever on this podcast. Yeah. So uh, I mostly know you as a auditory. What is my fucking pronouncement? Like, listen, <laughs> I haven't used these sound effects in forever, but like. Anyways, you're just being human, man. All of the art that I'm aware of that you do is musical. Mm-hmm. But you expressed earlier before we started recording that, you know, you drew a little bit today. So you're just kind of a, a jack of all trades or I'm pretty bad a, a human everything. of many hats, perhaps. I'm sure yeah. you have that that beanie in all colors, I would yeah, imagine. If, uh, if I was like a boss, this would be one of the things that you would get if you knock me out or something. Like my <laughs> hat that has like my, my old name on the inside. Of uh-huh. it. They're like, wow, that's going to give me what? And just like severe, severe anguish all the time. But it makes you really good at stuff. Yeah. So but, uh, I'm trying to figure out in the camera. Mm-hmm. This is, might Maybe I'll edit this. Maybe I won't. For some reason, I can't resize your camera. Okay, cool. Anyways, maybe I will cut that out. Maybe <laughs> I won't. I really have no idea. I am... Always overwhelmed and doing way too many things. And this could probably segue into you as well, just being an artist that seems to do probably more than one should. Oh, the great question. Why? Why uh, do you feel the need to do all of this stuff? So I think it's like a it's like a two part thing. Like a part of me, like I've always been like a person that's like hard pressed to like ask for help. First of all, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, I was always that kid that like, whenever we got into like school projects and stuff, like I had to like take control of the situation because like nobody wants to do those. You know what I mean? But like, I'm like, yo, I get to play with clay. Like, let's go. Let's have an idea. You know what I mean? But like, and a lot of the times it's like, I feel like only I can really execute my vision. Otherwise, I'm just going to be mean to everybody. And like, I don't like being that way. You know what I mean? Like, I really like if I have a vision, I'm like, we got to get through it this way. And like, I'm always down to compromise and stuff, but I hate being like giving the reins for something. And then like, maybe our visions don't exactly match up and it comes out like 
poor, you know, totally. And like, I take responsibility for it. It's not like, oh, it's your fault that it's wrong. It's like, ah, it's my project. I, I messed up here. I like being able to always have like that sort of thing. Like all these wonderful people were behind me. I kind of bung bungled that up. Sorry. You know what I mean? But also it's, I'm also like bad at it. Like I'm also being like completely honest, being like, I don't know how to be like, yo, like I drew up all this stuff for like this album or like, I have like all these pieces that I want to work. Like, what do I do with it? Because like people always, it, no, they don't. But like some people need something to gain off of like an artist and people take advantage of your passions all the time. You know what I mean? And I've been in situations where like, I'm like, I really want to do this. And they're like, we can see it. We can see that you want to do it. You can do whatever you want in here. You know what I'm saying? And then I do it and I get burnt out and nothing that I do comes out or whatever. So like, I like having just like the control of like my release my, the action of like me actually making the art and like knowing that like the outcome of it is determined solely by like me but I also am like a person as I get as I'm getting older and becoming less prideful about my art and stuff it's like I like it better like the song that uh I came up with like future me I don't know when this time is but uh on like the 22nd of September, like it was like the first time that I got to work with anybody that wasn't like me in a long time. And like, I'm like, I made the beat, they set up like, uh, like piano and stuff or the synth and like Sam was just like, Oh man, I know what I got to do at the end of this. I'm like, what? And like, he, he lays it out and he just does this crazy synth solo. And I'm like, this is, this is it. This is it. He, he like, uh, he likes pointing it out to me every time because, like, I'm like, uh, every time I hear it, I go, I look at him a lot. I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah. And why did you do it for me? Thank you. You know what I mean? I don't know. That was a little bit of a ramble. It just, uh, sometimes I don't trust people to do my stuff, and sometimes I'm really bad at asking them to help me. Yeah, I definitely relate with that. I've, you know, growing up, uh, I was an only child. I really sucked at making friends. And as an adult, I kind of realized a lot of the friends that I had in like middle school and high school were only friends with me. It seems I could be like being a total ding dong about this, but I feel like a lot of those people were only around me because I had something to offer them because I could I was making beats. I could draw. I had a place where they could crash and, you know, uh, a, a parent that was never fucking there. So mm -hmm. it was like the crib where you, we could get away with murder. Yeah. Like, and that was it. And like, I start to wonder like sometimes like, was anybody like actually my friend or was it just because I was a part of this thing? Bro. And like whenever like high school continued and like, it's like, I st I, I'm doing this music thing for real. And it seemed like pretty much everybody I was friends with were just like, oh, we're still doing that. And then they just separated, yeah. right? That's how you know your path. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like to this day, I still feel like that a lot. And I feel as though I've kind of fucked myself in sense of I do everything for myself. And I feel like I'm really good at making it seem like I don't need help. And I never ask for help. But bro, I need help. Bro, you're I don't know what the soul. fuck I'm doing. 
Me neither, dude. Oh my God. You're speaking to my soul <laughs> right now. Like, and like, I don't, I don't try to like, this is probably the most animated I've been in like a week or so, dude, honestly. <laughs> like I'm usually like, and everybody's just like, you good? And I'm like, fine, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And like, I'm like doing like 30 things at once and you just want to like scream like, help me. You know what I'm saying? But like, I also have that. I have that issue. Like I have a problem with like understanding like why somebody's here, you know what I'm saying? And then also like feeling uh, like rejected almost because like, so like I did music before I wonder under a different name and stuff. And like, I gained all these like kind of friends while I was doing it. And I also started it with a bunch of my friends that I like, I was just like, we're doing this. And they're like, yeah. And like, bro, I'm not, I'm not a big musician. I've only left the city a couple times to do the thing that I like to do. But everybody started to kind of like, be like, is this really what you want? And I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. And they were like, well, I don't know if I really want to do that. And then I was just like, well, that's totally fine. I'm still going to do this. But then they stopped being like my friends and stuff. And like, that really, like, that deeply wounded me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like I'm an artist, so like I'm all like consumed by the feeling, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Of kind of being like dejected. But like that's kind of another reason why like I'm like, mm, do you really want to help me? Or like, are you really do you really want to know who I am and stuff? Like, yeah. I just had a weird date that was like that. I was just like, Well, she was like, You seem so cool. And I was just like, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. It's <laughs> like nobody's cool. And please like don't date me or want to be with me for these reasons that you think are cool. Cause I guarantee you in a few months, you're going to think this shit's annoying. Cause you know, it's like, Oh, like, you know, I've fortunately I'm not in this place anymore, but when I was younger, there was situations where you would date people that like want to date the musician, want to date the artist, But then it becomes a thing where it's like, why don't we ever have time to hang out? Because I'm a musician. Because I'm doing I'm this. an artist. I'm doing these things, and you know? I, and and I, it, it could be And I also work, need like horrible. 10 seconds or like 10 minutes that aren't a, like assigned to like you or that. You know what I'm saying? It's like having like, it's, al- it's like always having like two girlfriends or two partners. You know what I'm saying? Because like there's your life with your family and your friends. And then there's the music or the art. And like, that's like, I need you all to me yeah i'm saying and like i'm happy to oblige you know what i'm saying but like also like i want to spend time with them yeah i'm saying but i don't know i'm i'm trying to find a balance for it it's so hard to juggle all of it because unless somebody has some idea of like the the artistic process you know what i mean they're like here's this song that i've been working on for the past couple months and then they engage with it for three minutes and that's it. It's that's, it's all. Oh, so like, you know, people that don't write songs or record don't have the idea of like, Oh, well like you need to take time to write it. And then you're changing parts. Maybe you're demoing things and like week after week of Mm -hmm. like really sometimes it it depends. Sometimes you go into the studio and a song happens in fucking two hours and you're like, Whoa, boom, cool. But it's not always like that. And then, on the fucking flip, this is kind of another one of those like weird damned if you do, damned if you don't things, right? Because like we're talking a lot about like outside people in our lives outside of like the creative circle. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of times where like I'll like 
people just assume that like I don't have time to hang out. So they don't hit me up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking that everybody hates me, but they just think I'm busy. Yeah. And it's like, I am busy, but I'm not busy, you know? And like, I try to like tell people like growing up as an only child and the way that I did music and the experiences that I had like through high school, Mm -hmm. I started to realize that like the only reason I'm doing this stuff is because I want to meet like-minded people. Like the art isn't as important as the experience of, being around other people like i like playing shows but not because i'm on a stage and i want everybody to see me i like just being a part of the community and being like another cog in the wheel i feel that dude and that makes it really hard also though (laughs) to like get to the next level sometimes because i feel like i don't care enough like i care so much but like i don't care enough to be like I'm the shit. I'm the person that everybody needs to see because I just genuinely don't believe that. I don't believe anybody is that person. But it's so counterintuitive no, as an artist, yeah, right? Because then you see, like, I see, like, and it's no one, it's nobody that I know personally. Like, dudes whose, like, music isn't, like, I don't know, like, not my cup of tea, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or, like, it seems like very low effort. They're very proud of everything that they do. And, like, I put in a whole heap load of effort that if, like, Maybe if I wasn't me and I saw me doing it, I'd be like, you're kicking ass, man. But I'm me. So I'm just like, no, that's not enough. I mean, I think that I'm, I think that I'm good. I don't think that like the whole world needs Julian Atwater in their life. Sure. But, like, I think that I need the world. Like, I like how you said it. Like, I like being a part of the community. You know what I mean? Not necessarily all eyes on me, but like I like knowing and like talking to people who like see and feel music in a similar way than me. You know what I mean? Because like I like I kind of came from the opposite. I have like 10 brothers and sisters and like all of them, like except for maybe like one or two of them are interested in the things that I'm interested in. Sure. I mean, I imagine that's kind of like the New York City thing where there's so many people it makes it easy to feel alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so like. I was like the, uh, there's two older siblings that are like way older than us. And I was like the old one out of like all of us. So like I, my thing was like making sure everybody else was like realized and like stuff like that. And like, I don't know now that like seeing that and seeing how like I connected to them and how I felt seen whenever like I showed interest in what they were interested in makes me want to go out and show my interest to people and then like be like, how did you even stumble across this how did you because it's like being a superhero you know what i'm saying like yeah because like how did you get your powers you know what i'm saying i'm sure dudes in the justice league you know what i'm saying the avengers kind of sit in the building like and you're just like yo where'd you get that from you know what i'm saying what tragic backstory do you have i got bit by a spider you know what i'm saying yeah like, stuff like that i love that and i love that like even in like the pittsburgh scene there's so much like lore in between like just people and stuff you know what i mean i I love that yeah i think that there's i don't know you know there's like this weird romanization like i cannot pronounce words today (laughs) i just can't i'm gonna give up but people are really quick to romanticize this idea of like what success is and i think that it's really easy to like take the things that you have for granted if you're always looking for more the next thing always looking for more and 
you know, I've gotten into arguments with people in my circle about this because like there's like this, you know, people have told me that like I'm not doing enough and I could be doing more. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Like just because you're not happy with where you are doesn't mean that I'm not like I have a job that I love, a girlfriend that I love, a house that I really like, things that I worked hard for. I'm not fucking young. I'm turning 36 in two weeks. That's cool. Right? So, and I've been doing this. I've been making beats since I was 13. So that's a very, and I've been doing this shit for a long time. And like, you know, I have friends that are successful musicians that tour all the time. And there's been times where like I've been talking with them and I genuinely realize like, I'm a happier person than you. It's like you have things that I want, but I also have things that you want. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, no matter what, it's you're not going to have everything exactly. regardless. So it's just a matter of like taking it a step at a time. And it all leans back into that like, fuck, you know, sometimes I do beat myself up because I don't know if I'm like hungry enough to be like a successful artist. But then it's like, well, what the fuck is success? Yeah, like, like, you know. I don't know, dude. I watched you set this up. I really dig your house. You know what I'm saying? I'm, again, I'm an outsider. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, this is, like, just from what you're saying, like, that's something that I want. You know what I'm saying? I want, want, like, to have, like, my art on the walls of my home. You know what I'm saying? And have a place where, like, I can sit with my friends or strangers or whatever and, like, sit and talk with them. Like, that's... I don't know, dude. That's that's badass. Yeah, again, it's so fucking easy to take this shit for granted if you do it too much. You know? And I've talked about this a lot recently, and I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but I feel like, you know, once a month, it's like, I'm going to stop fucking doing the podcast. I'm fucking sick of it. Oh, yeah, dude. But then, like, most of the time, somebody will come over, like you, and I have this conversation. It's like, oh, yeah, this is why I do it. Oh, dude, I, I totally understand. <laughs> I, I have the same thing. I've been going through, like, I've been oscillating through this feeling because, like, one month, like, I have, I have a project coming out, hopefully in, like, November, okay? And I oscillate. It's been done for, like, maybe, like, a month or two, and I oscillate from, like, week to week. Like, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. And then I'm like, oh, I should just stop making music completely. <laughs> this is, I'm trash, and all of this is trash. And But my friends are good. My friends are all really, really good and talented. I'm just making them all smell like poop because I'm by them. You know what I'm saying? And like, sure. I, but then like, I don't know, somebody will sit in on like a session that we're having or whatever. And then they'll give me the same look that I kind of look at Sam with sometimes. And they're like, who, what are you? And I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm joy. That's me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then boom, it like washes over you. You're like, wow, this is, I'm here for this. This is what I'm here for. So, you know what I think it could be, uh, so I just had a thought in my head. One of those things called a light bulb mm-hmm. went ding. I And, you know, we were talking just a few moments ago about significant others dating and how sometimes you need time to yourself. Like too much of being around a particular person can sometimes be like, Ugh. I don't think I have ever thought about that way in regards to my art or my music, right? Like I'm always like, I need to be around this all the time, but also like I don't allow myself to take a step away from it. So 
I have this like constant hate love thing where it's just like I I, I love you. You yeah. know, like I, I've like mar- I've like married the game, as mm-hmm. you know they may say in the streets. <laughs> yeah. um, but fuck, like I just I never I never take a break away from it. It never stops. Yeah, marriage is hard, bro. Marriage is super hard. Like I like I don't like I like I wouldn't say that I stopped, but like I stopped releasing stuff for like four years and stuff because I was just like, you have to be like a human being for like a minute. Please be a human being. And it sucked. It sucked being human. But like, uh, we get art. We transmute everything that we learn, everything that we feel, everything that we've experienced into like this thing, this little three minute to six minute to ten minute ordeal. Okay? Yeah. And like, I realized I actually had a very uh, <laughs> a very enlightening acid trip with like a like one of my friends, and we were sitting in the studio and I, like. I made this beat and I still have it to this day that I'm just like, I, I just can't rap on it. It's like my favorite beat that I've ever made in my whole entire life. I won't let anybody else use it, but I can't rap the way that I want to on it. And my friend, we're sitting there. I'm like, he's, his head is off of his body. Okay. And he's just like, maybe you need to live some more life. Maybe you just need to go out there and not focus on experiencing something for the express uh, reason of like making a song out of it. Sure. You know what I mean? And like, it's, it's worked out pretty good. I mean, like getting the rust off of me and stuff is hard, but like, I like that it, cause like music's like your best friend, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you leave it for a little while, if it's your really good friend, you're going to pick up with it. Like you ain't never left, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, and it's also one of those things that I could say, I love you to a whole bunch. and It doesn't have to say it loves me back for me to be like, this is good. I like this. But like coming back to it and like be knowing that I'm now way different than that guy that was making music before is like beautiful. That's super beautiful to me. Yeah. I think that there is a time and a place for us to like take that step away from things and we shouldn't feel bad about it or like, Again, like there's a lot of weird outside influence of people in my life that I've noticed recently mm-hmm. where like for whatever reason, people feel the need to like monetize or create art out of everything. <sighs> right. So, you know, just, you know, just because like something bad in your life happens doesn't mean you have to write a song about it or something good or just because like I'm going to Universal which you know, I so this this happened. Like I was going to me and Stacy went to Universal for a week a couple weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So many people were like, "Oh, cool! Can't wait to see your videos that you make down there." Who the fuck said I was making videos? I'm just trying to live, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And it's like there's like this weird expectation of like, you know, everybody is expecting you to somehow like monetize everything that you're doing or like I'll be hanging out with people and it's like, Oh, we should be doing a podcast right now. And yeah. it's like, it's like how about could, not? Or we could just sit here and talk. You know, yeah. I was I actually just had that. Uh, so we were on our way to Chicago. It was like me, uh, Louie from abstract theory, uh, TK Cavi and Sam, we were going there to shop around venues and stuff. And we were just having this conversation in the car and somebody was just like, you know, you guys should be on like a podcast or something. And I was just like, 
mm, I, I really just like talking to my friends. I've literally commodified everything else that I'm good at. I like, this is for me. This little thing is for me. And like for a large part of it, unless somebody's like asking me like drawing and like painting and stuff, that's for me. Like, yeah. You know, I, I'll show it off for the internet because I want validation for like being pretty good at something. Uh-huh. But like that's not it's not like my brand. I hate that like everything's becoming like, is this my, a part of my brand? How does this reflect my brand? You're a person. You have a heartbeat. You have thoughts. Some of them are stupid. Some of them are very dumb, but some of them are really great. And you could just be the person. You just be a guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who happens to be good at these other these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that it's really easy to look back on, you know, your teenage years sometimes with like, you know, these rose colored glasses and be like, oh, things were so much simpler then. And I think about it sometimes like when was I the happiest as an artist? And I do think that it was in my late teens, early 20s, like the only social media that really existed was MySpace. Yeah. Nobody really knew who I was. And all I really did was just, you know, hang out with the couple of friends that I had. We would just record songs that nobody ever heard except for like the couple people on MySpace. Mm -hmm. And I was like so fucking stoked. You know, it was the bubble was small. And in a way, I feel like now as a human being, I don't think that like I'm equipped to know the amount of people that like society convinces me that I should know. Yeah. So like the the human mind's only like able to like really be a, like have like a relationship with like 150 to like 200 people at a time. And because we're like hyper connected with the internet, you have to be engaging and like speaking to like upwards of like a thousand people. And I, again, I'm, I'm no one, I'm no one at all. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I, I just like doing this. I just really enjoy doing this. And like, a part of me gets mad at myself because it's like, am I, is there something wrong where like, I'm not enjoying like this aspect of the thing that I aim to do? You know what I'm saying? But like, no, I don't think that it's unreasonable to be like, Hey, I can't talk to all of you at once. And, uh, that's why I'm like, I don't really try to be on the internet too much anymore. Like big events, like if I'm playing a show or something, but other than that, like I, I get, and that's it's just me. I get like swept up in it a little bit too much, and yeah. like I want to talk to people and stuff because I'm like, otherwise I'm like a hermit. You know what I mean? But I think where I was happiest as an artist, I mean, other than like right now, because I'm like f- I feel free, and like was like I was like maybe 22. Uh, me and a bunch of my friends had just like started. Uh, what would be the library collaborative, which is like a little spot on the library where we like when made music, we made a studio and stuff. And like my whole thing is like, I love doing stuff, but I hate working a whole lot. And like, I didn't have to work anymore. I've been working since I was like 14 years old. And I was just like, so all I have to do here, sir, is smoke weed and write raps and produce if you ask me to. And the dude who's coincidentally his name's Shug. He was just like, "Yes, that's what you have to do." And I was just like, "From eleven to seven. He was like, "Yes." And I was just like, "All right, I can do that. I can definitely do it." I was free to like, I didn't have to wake up early at all. 
I could go down because the studio is right down the street from my house. Yeah. I got to see who would become like all of my really good friends. You know what I'm saying? I got to work with all my buddies and stuff. And that it just like it gave me a taste of what being an artist should be like. You know what I'm saying? Because we we do art to connect to people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not good at words very good like other than like wrapping them and like thinking about them hard. yeah but like telling you how i feel is like difficult you know what i'm saying so like having a whole building full of people they're like i know how you feel i listened to that song five times i also produced it you know what i'm saying you're like sure. wow this is great i also know how you feel because i had to do that for you yesterday you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. I, I think that's like really beautiful the collaborative aspect of it is like nice you know what i mean but it's not always what it's what it can be you know what i'm saying because like the same people that i connected with there i ended up like getting into like really heated arguments about like silly stuff happens and whatnot but like i make music and i make art to like reach out to people you know what i'm saying and like at that moment in time and i hope here in the future like i can do that again i can be like yo i like making music with you and like I would really love to like sit with you for a while coming mm -hmm. from the same dude who doesn't like to ask for help or anything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I think that there is this unfortunate thing when, you know, business worms its way in, but it's this somewhat necessary evil, depending on what you're actually trying to accomplish with your art. Mm -hmm. Cause regardless of me, being happier when I was in my early 20s and nobody knowing who I was, like, that's not what I want anymore. You know, like, I, I definitely do want to be able to play bigger shows and meet new people and continue to grow things. Um, and there's a certain level of business and a different mindset that, like, I don't really have, or at least I didn't have. I think I'm getting better at it. I remember like maybe five or six years ago, I had somebody on the podcast that was talking about like, you know, we spent, you know, 10, 15 years getting really good at making art. And then you realize you got to be good at all this business stuff and you don't have another 10 or 15 years. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking about that now for the past, you know, five, six years, however long it's been. And uh, now I feel like I'm getting back to a place where it's like, okay, I have a good handle on what works for me in terms of like promotion, working with venues and all of this stuff and how to like write songs and record them efficiently. And the people that I want to work with, like it's taken a lot of time to get all of that stuff figured out. But I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm able to like execute things a lot quicker. It still takes so much more time than I would ever want it to. Like I've had like younger kids on the show that, um, you know, I told this one kid that I spent like two years working on an album and he was like maybe like 18 or 19 years old. And he looked at me like I was insane. He was like, that's nine. That's like a ninth uh, of my and, life. Yeah. Bro. And I, I totally, I totally get where they were coming from. But two, it's like, you know, like it's one thing where it's like, oh, okay, you're just producing everything in Ableton. And I'm like, I have like live musicians and it's like a much different way of like not only am i working with four or five other people we have to like record those instruments and like practice and rehearse the parts mm -hmm. it's not just like plugging stuff in on a piano roll which there's nothing wrong with that yeah. i'm not you know that's just it's a different thing um it's just interesting when 
that stuff starts to creep into the mindset of a lot of people that think they have an understanding of how our kind of music works. Because like, you know, everybody for whatever reason thinks everything's made on a computer now and made really quick. And you can do that, but like, I don't. Yeah, there's a certain essence I think is lost in music that's made purely like you and like a screen. And like, that's not to say like, oh, there's no bounce or whatever, but like, bro, if you can feel someone playing guitar, like... Uh, like Miles Mahoney, Miles Mahoney, uh, Brandon Evans, those guys, if you, if I heard them play, like if he was standing outside and playing guitar, I could tell you that that's him. I was like, that's Miles or that's Brandon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like you get them. Okay. Where you would get just like a MIDI that like, I just went to a bunch of times or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that, it doesn't take away necessarily the feel, but it does something for me that like you have like all these guys out here, like really, you know what I'm saying? Like playing and like spilling themselves into like music and stuff. That's why like I always gravitated more towards like bands and stuff. Being being in like high school was hard, dude. Cause like I'm this black dude and I'm like, I love rock music. I love it all. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah everybody's idea of like the little black is like you must love uh ice cube yeah or uh asap rocky yeah you know what i'm saying and like i do i do love both of those but uh let's so we'll go at like lincoln park was like changed things for me so i was just like so these are people who are playing the rock music and right rapping the rap lyrics on here and they're they're telling me about pain that i clearly feel as like a kid sure like, yes this is it. I think that's like one of the reasons why I was like, oh man, I want to do this. Like I'm a rapper clearly, but like I want to be in a band so yeah. bad. Yeah. I think that there is this really, I mean, I could, I'll say, I think it's just a really dumb way of looking at the evolution of music that some people have where, you know, the history of music as a whole is you know, thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. The history of hip hop or rock and roll or heavy metal, like these are genres that are, you know, barely a century old. Exactly. Right. So who is anyone to say how a genre should or shouldn't evolve? Right. It makes no sense. Like, oh, like, oh, so hip hop needs to be nothing but like gritty east coast boom bap forever yeah like, that's all it's allowed to be are you crazy like yeah. don't get i love that stuff but it needs to evolve otherwise what's the purpose of creating new art exactly you know like art shouldn't just be like hamburgers and hot dogs like you can make it its own unique thing and create new items to put on the menu of life yeah. right I totally agree with you. And like, I, I just feel like, uh, whenever you involve money into it, you get like hamburgers sell a lot. Ham hot dogs also sell a bunch. And like, I got a hoagie here, but then a lot of the times, because like you want to be one of the people selling the hamburgers and stuff, you'll mash that into something that it's not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, the whole thing about like music that kind of disturbs me is like, you can tell whenever somebody isn't really in it, you know, oh, yeah. whenever like, they're just like, uh, somebody else wrote this, not a problem. Everybody, everybody has lyrics that are written by somebody else somewhere, you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't really feel what I'm saying. The instruments are made on a computer, you know what I'm saying? 
and like there's it's sterile it's like sterile feeling you know what i'm yeah. saying and like i always enjoyed music because like it's jazz music specifically because like it's always like you thought it was going to be this way i'm changing it right here right here you know what i mean and then like now we're in this sort of deal where it's like the art in the age of uh, digital reproduction you know what i'm saying so like I watch people. I literally just study. I watch people make beats that like famous dudes have already used. And I was just like, oh, so they're just breaking it down piece by piece through like MIDI. You know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want my music to be done that way. I, if I ever get big, I want them to be like, I want people to ask me like, where'd you get that sample? I was just like, it was that guy over yeah. there. He played that. And I broke it down into like little pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, you know, it was actually really cool. I remember watching a studio video with uh billy eilish and phineas mm -hmm. and they were talking about the production and breaking down like the pro tool session or whatever DAW it was mm -hmm. probably pro tools because they're fancy <laughs> um i record in pro tools i'm fancy too suck it <laughs> um no uh and i can't remember what song it was but um i think it actually may have been bad guy the one sound in it that sounds like a hi-hat is actually they like recorded like a traffic signal on a cell phone because they thought it was making a cool sound mm -hmm. and then like sampled it and chopped and looped it into the track and like all of these fun little things that like Bro. completely unnecessary but fun in the in the grand scheme of things because like sure they could have probably found a sample that sounded like that. But now that is a memory that is personal between them that is tied into the song that they didn't even need to share with the world. No, but it's a part of the lore. You yeah. Know what I'm saying I'm like a big nerd. I love lore. I love knowing the little, where is that? Why is that branch there? You know what I'm saying? Why is this little piece here? And if you can explain it to me, it makes my brain do something. I'm like, yes, I appreciate this so mm -hmm. much more. I've, uh, I've said on several occasions, um, I have, I like to collect records and I have a decent little collection of records and I still stand by this. I would probably trade most of my records for DVDs of just them recording the albums. Wow, dude. Yeah, I think I would too. I definitely think I would too. Cause like I, you can hear the songs, but like knowing the stories behind each one of them, I want to know what, like what Pink Floyd was doing most of the time, whenever they were recording. I mean, I can guess, but like, I'd want to see it. I want to see it happen. Sure. Or like, yeah, like, cause like, it's one thing, you know, Pink Floyd is Pink Floyd, but like that approach to music in that time frame is what is really mind blowing to me. Or like the Beach Boys. Like, mm. I don't give a fuck about the Beach Boys artistically, <laughs> but real recognize real yeah you're and like crazy studio production stuff right or even like the later era Beatles stuff that mm -hmm. is like way like, insane what are you doing you know I, I, it's really easy for a lot of people to shit on the Beatles especially in our generation mm -hmm. but i think a lot of things that younger people don't realize is that like the Beatles released what like 13 or 14 albums in seven years yeah like that entire Beatles trajectory was in less than a decade exactly bro it, and, it blows my it's mind like, every time it's like and i've been doing this stuff for as long as i have and like just thinking about like that's so much material they changed so much like look at the photos of them on their first album to the like, oh sergeant pepper yeah They're like 
different guys. They're different people. So different much so music. that people theorize that they are actually yeah. different guys. <laughs> and there was never like a band that there was never like a sensation like that. You know what I mean? That was kind of like the ground zero for pop culture in a lot of ways. Gosh. Really starts there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but going back to just production techniques and things like that, it was a lot harder to record music back then yeah. than it was now. And to hear something that was recorded on extremely primitive equipment that still sounds so much better than a lot of stuff that comes out today is like, well, how did this happen? Why did this happen? And then there's this like elitist part of me that I definitely try to shun that feels like I think why in some regards music was air quote better was because I think that you really had to get your shit together and be on a certain level before getting access to anybody that could record stuff. True. It was before, like, you know, there wasn't, we could record an album. We could record a song, do the album artwork, the band photo, the press kit, release it worldwide on Spotify, do everything from this. Yeah. If we really wanted to. And, and like, it does. We could do it in. 20 a minutes. couple hours. Yeah, like 20 minutes of like really hard recording <laughs> yeah. and then like 35 minutes of like, sure. right, where are we going to send this? Sure, you know sure. What I'm all we really need is a catchy enough hook for it to go viral on TikTok. It's facts. Oh, it's, a, it's a much different way of going about like pursuing art. You know, I think that that's the other thing too, not to get like too jumpy, but mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, back in the day, it's like the the Beatles or Pink Floyd is like, you know, we're going to make this album. We have this idea, Dark Side of the Moon. It's going to mm. be this big thing, right? And now someone that is maybe 19 or 20 is like, okay, um, I finally got the haircut that I wanted. I look good on TikTok. I just need one song. I need one hook. I just need something catchy enough for me to yeah. dance to. And there's like, nothing yeah. wrong with that. No. I mean- Will Nas X, bless your heart for Old Town Road and making that shit. I mean, wasn't planned. That's like a three-year I lo- run on one I love, song. I love the story about how like uh, Lil Nas X's Twitter account, like the originally was just like a Nicki Minaj fan account. Mm-hmm. He was a barb. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's fucking awesome because now, you know, not only was that like, you know, essentially somebody that was really nobody, just an average person that had a fun little dumb idea for a song, mm-hmm. but them and the team behind them are really challenging the status quo of what is okay in that genre of music. Yeah. And I think that that's a fun conversation to be having. And that's coming from an unexpected place. Like there's no way that uh, a record label or anybody really would have just like picked this person up and like created it. Yeah, just you like know, off of he's it. like this insane brain that was able to be brought out to the world thanks to a social media app. So it's really easy to be like, ah, fuck those kids on TikTok. But then it's like, well, Lil Nas X is cool. Yeah. And it like, so, and it requires a sort of development like as like an artist or as like a personality like navigating on the web. Like I don't really like I think his music's cool. I don't care for it too deep. I don't like his music at all. But I'll like, be straight up with you. But, but like, like he, I think him as a person is great. Yeah, he's like super interesting. But it's that's very- that's the other interesting thing about like what makes a musician a musician now or an artist or a celebrity. Like, like I think he's really cool, 
I don't think the music needs to exist. Yeah, like he. But is, it's so weird because like people do of, like his. Yeah, it's like a cult of personality around this guy, and like it's because we love people who are unapologetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like Prince. Prince is kind of like what Little Nas X is like right now. This dude came out with like the assless chaps out on stage. <laughs> oh, and he yeah. was like, "What is that?" It helped that his music was super dope. It did really help, but. Like, you'd get off stage and they're like, where is he going to go? And that's kind of what leads you into like loving, like finding yourself loving an artist. Every artist that like I've ever looked up to, I'm like, what do they do whenever they're not doing this? What is happening with them? Like little Nas X is a dude that like, he keeps up space in my brain, just a little tiny spot. I'm like, what is he doing? What's he doing next? You know what I'm saying? Or like, what does he do in his free time? Does he even have free time? Cause like you got to, you really have to like dedicate yourself oh. to sculpting like metal suits. Oh and yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah, I know. I think that once you get to a certain level and you find those, back to the beginning of this conversation, knowing how to ask for help and being willing to work with people, and being fortunate enough to have people that have your best interests in mind, you know. Because let's be real, I'm sure every single idea that is being represented as Lil Nas X, he's not responsible no, for. No, like, how much of Star Wars is George Lucas responsible Max. for? You At know what I mean? It's like a very small so, percent. But, but people still think Star Wars, George Lucas. So, mm -hmm. But that's taking nothing away from the art it, that George Lucas produced yeah. or the art that Lil Nas X... I can't believe I'm comparing George <laughs> Lucas and Lil Nas X right now. But it's just... As a... Uh, most people do look at him as being that person, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's it's significant to them. And I think that, you know, he has been fortunate enough to have people in his team and his circle that have like had his best interests. It seems like he's having a good time. And it's usually not too long before some new thing pops up that he's getting talked about for i feel like most of the time it's very rarely his music it's usually antics mm -hmm. related to the music but um he's still a, a young artist who knows what yeah, little nas x will do and in the next decade yeah, or so if you know it works out for. yeah i'm excited to like because like i don't know i like watching artists even the artists that i don't necessarily like because if they have like something in the, like they, there's this thing and i don't know how to describe it without sounding like pretentious or whatever it's just like as an artist you can see in another person like uh i'm gonna shout him out okay his name's uh nick burkett young guy burkett okay i went to the studio with him i'd never met him before and i watched him like knock out like six songs like didn't even think about it very meaningful lyrics. He made a song about his family. It was made me cry. I was just like, wow, I wonder what he's going to do in like 10 years. I, I really wonder like how, cause it seems prolific to me now, you know what I'm saying? So like give him, give him a little bit more salt and seasoning yeah. and shit. And I'm like, Oh my God. That's like, he's like, he could be like a master. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you're going to see that at some point, Nick and be like, but like for real, like that's, that's it's really interesting to see that and it's really interesting to see that and uh and like people you wouldn't expect it from 
You know what I'm saying? He's like a he's like a lab as like a person. Like a he's like, hey man, what's happening? I'm just like, whoa, sure. Most like re- I, I I have like this thing about like artists. It's like you're probably really sad inside. Yeah. You're making some really good shit like this, yeah. huh? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times that's what it is. But this dude is happy despite shit. Like he's Do you just, know Zach Rutter? Yeah, the same way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, so like I'm just like so you're just like this all the time. You're just smile the same he's like a signature smile yeah. too. it's like and i'm like because like dude i'm like draw, i like draw with like rage there's like i can sure i like i like press down real hard with the pencil uh-huh. and stuff like and yeah like just seeing somebody just in like not enjoy but like purely being at play whenever they're doing something is like very like i'm like yeah and the fact that you can tap into that at any point in time like yeah that's a superpower yeah no super (laughs) zach is such a nice guy he's been on the podcast a couple times and i feel like if i didn't know zach and i'm gonna i'll be completely honest and if i saw like this spread love shit i'd be like who the fuck is this guy but the fact that i know him personally and i know that like that's legitimately him that's like him like i rock with it you know it's so hard sometimes to find like authenticity in an artist and i think that i almost care about that more than like what the end product is like i don't really care too much anymore like oh like you're a country singer yeah not my thing but if like you're really about that life good for you hell yeah do it you know and like he's about that life in terms of just like this whole spreading positivity and just being like this light which is super interesting because like i remember like talking with him for the first time on the podcast doing like a Mm one-on-one and i was like i really almost don't even know how to talk to this motherfucker because like there's no with you like we clicked right away because it's like okay there's there's the shit and we can relate with the shit mm-hmm. but with him it's just like this level of what joy is, what is, is unprecedented what is this and it's you know and it scares me a little <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot to learn from that and i think that it's again that whole like you know seeing something in others that you want or like you aspire to it's mm-hmm. just like that positivity is a good thing because like I enjoy being around him because he is somebody that is easy to talk to and easy to be around. I'm sure I'm not always the easiest person to be around because I'm in my own head about shit that doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm I know that I'm not fun to be around sometimes. <laughs> like I like like just going to the Chicago thing. Like everybody was like pretty like jazzed up and stuff and like I always like I take the role of like the responsible guy in the group because I'm just like, I don't feel joy as it is. I have to make sure that everything is like right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like we're we're all hanging out and stuff and like Sam can no- like notices that like I'm like, you guys smile, dude. Come on. Like do like just be cool. And I'm just like, no, no, not yet. And he's just like, all right, dude. Sam, then- dude. Sam we're we're like shouting out a lot of people right now but Sam seems like one of those fucking dudes that like I don't know like a piano could fall from the sky and it would just miss him yeah like he just skates by and just makes shit happen you know what I mean like there's no thought no I wouldn't say no thought but there's like no at least visible concern or like anxiety about like the art itself anytime I've been in a room with him like 
working on things creatively or seen him play. It's just like the, let's just fucking get this done. It doesn't have to be 1000% perfect, but it's going to be human. It's going to be real. It's not that big of a deal. Let's just fucking do it. That's what I'm saying. He seems like that guy. And it's like, that's so opposite of me. So like, all right, just a brief little history lesson. Uh, I've known Sam and I went to school with Sam since we were like little kids. Oh, okay. I'm like a, I'm like maybe like two or three years older than him. Yeah. And like, we've had our like, we like always cross paths. But like he told me the other day, he goes, you always seem to kind of have the same energy as like I do. I was just like, yeah, because I can get, I can skate by. I do all the same stuff that like Sam does, except for like kill on instruments. <laughs> except it doesn't ever seem like I enjoy any of it. Like the piano could be like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost got hit by a piano. And Sam's uh -huh. just like, keep going. I'm just like, what, what about that? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, he's like, uh, he's like a force of nature, dude. Like, honestly, um, just because I I spend a lot of time in that studio because like I'm trying to learn how to be a better producer. He's helping me do that, and just sitting in with him, he does that five six days a week, and he's in there from like nine to like ten every day, and like that's one of those things that like you see you see it and like your initial the initial part of you is just like why can't I do that? And he like he does this thing. He does think about everything like a lot. And he's just like, I'm going to execute it this way. And I can't be distracted by whatever else is out there. You know what I'm saying? And like three separate times, I was just like, I, I don't know, dude. Every time he's come back, he's like, we did it. I did it. You know what I'm saying? We did it again. And like, we, uh, we kind of talk about it. Like it's like, uh, like the force. And like, he's just like, sometimes dude, you just got to sit it. You just got to, you know, like force, like force yourself through it so you can do it. And like, that's such a refreshing, like take on it because like I've had that, but like, he also has fun, you know what I'm saying? He yeah. has fun just as hard as he like works, but I, I just work. And like, we're like, we did this like little mini tour, like a, like a month or so ago. And he was just like, I can see you being like real Jedi ish. You have to do it. And you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, all right. I'll, he goes, just let it out, dude. And like working with him, working with Yak, working with like everybody who's with me in the studio is like helping me like kind of like understand what I need to be doing to like enjoy what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause like he'll sit, he like, I don't know why, but like everybody knows that I'm mad cause it like bleeds off of my body. Okay. And he's just like, Hey man, you just remember to enjoy it. Enjoy the, you're at play right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is just a game. This is just a game. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That I choose to play. You know what I mean? And like at the end of the day, it's, it's still just a game. Even if bad shit happens, you, get another man the next day, you know what I'm saying? As long as you didn't mess up too bad, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I hope I'm taking that with me into my music because, like, that's the same part of me that's just like, it's not tight enough, and it's just like, let them understand that you're a guy, that you're a human sure. guy. Sure, I think that one of the things that can really, really, like, ruin art is if you like, I've said this a lot about like friends that I've heard play. So this is like, okay, we can rewind real quick. I had uh, some friends that played in a band mm -hmm. and uh, I'd seen them play live a lot, you know, and uh, very good rock band. Lots of 
raw energy would come out that would like be almost like primal. You know what I mean? Like they were an indie rock band. So, but the energy would take over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they'd be strumming the guitars a little bit harder. The vocals would be, you know, a little louder. They'd break up a bit sometimes, mm -hmm. depending, you know, because you're emoting different parts of the song in different ways. And I'm like, fuck, these are such a good fucking live band because like it starts out as like, you know, this indie rock thing. And then the set takes over, like art mm -hmm. takes over their soul. And it's so cool to see it. And uh, I had seen them play this set a lot of times. And then finally, you know, they record these songs. They, you know, go to some producers out of town that have worked with other artists that are successful artists. And, you know, they come back and now the songs are different. All of that rawness is gone because there's this like hyper focus on making sure all of the notes are perfectly in key. So they're not letting loose as much. The playing feels a little bit constricted it just seems like the whole like rawness has mm -hmm. been scrubbed down with a brillo pad and it's like this is weird like yeah. this looks alien this isn't the same thing why did you do this why did you overcorrect to the point that it's become something different yeah and i think that it's really hard you know sometimes to like wear your flaws on your sleeve as an artist but i can't like even count how many times i've like gone back and listened to albums that I love and it's like the imperfections that make it unique mm -hmm. you know because like what is you know why the thing that like makes you know album A or B or C so good is because like those players have their own voice on that record and that's the thing that always bums me out about producers or people that insist on recording or working with producers that make everything sound the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's super big, especially like in uh like rock or metal and even some aspects of hip hop mm -hmm. um where okay, like I have this person's name on a beat, like I got a beat from so and so, so now this track is going to do good. Mm -hmm. The track's not doing good because of you. The track's doing good because it sounds like other tracks that are successful. Exactly. And it's a weird thing um I feel like I could keep rambling about that, but I'm just going to no, cut it off there. You know what I'm I saying? I feel you though. Like I, it's a, it's a lot of pressure because like we, I think we lose track of what it is to like, you know, just be at play. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I do want to be successful. I would, I do. But again, we, we, I like how everything's weaving together. Cause like you can't really like discern what success is if you're not usually yeah. enjoying any of it. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. I like, I like shit that like you can mess up on. I also like, I like messing up whenever like, I don't like it necessarily. I used to get really mad, but I like messing up whenever I'm playing out. And like, if somebody catches it, I like looking at them in the crowd, like you saw, you, uh -huh. saw, you know what I'm saying? It makes them again. I, I just like reminding people that like, I'm a human being. I mess up a lot. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then if, like, they can share that with me, then, like, that's what I'm there for. Because, like, there could be a kid in the crowd, bro, that's, like, scared because he can't remember his words right. I'm up here. I got paid for the show. I can't remember the words. I wrote them. I wrote them, and I looked at them 10 minutes before I went up here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, that gives that kid courage so he can go out there and maybe do something really, really badass or like maybe something really poop that he learns about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like 
that's cool. That's cool. Being imperfect is tight. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I agree with you. And I think that there is this, there's a part of me too as an artist that has a fear of, you know, if I achieve a certain level of success, achieving it in an inauthentic, like an inauthentic way that doesn't actually represent who I am. And then in order for me to maintain the success, I have to maintain a facade. So it's like, I would much rather be like on a lower level, but like being myself 100% as an artist. And if it happens to blow up, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't versus like trying to like, you know, pivot who I am as a creator every other month in hopes that something will pop just to pop. Cause I, I mean, I have friends that do that as well. And it's very much just like, like I see like what you're doing, but I feel like maybe we've lost the point of what we're trying to do. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hard whenever somebody's wearing a mask and you can see underneath it. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Cause you're just like, Oh, what are you doing? Don't do that. You know what I mean? I see that. I don't, I wouldn't say I see it a lot, but like, the thing about rappers is like we all have to be cool. I, I don't I don't have to be cool, but like there's just rappers that like they need to be like the whole time. They only need to say like a couple words, like an NBA player almost. Like they're like, Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like like you don't have that's don't be like that. Be the person that your mom made you to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm goofy and I'm weird and like I say weird things and I ramble and like that's the person that I'm, I am on stage. You know what I'm saying? That's the person I am in front of you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. That's why like if some shorty comes up to me and they're like, oh, you're so mysterious. I'm like, mm, okay. All right. I'm mysterious. <laughs> I'm I'm silly. I'm a silly man. That's what I am. I'm a silly little guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so as the train is rounding the station here in in Podcastville, wherever we are, uh is there anything that we want to shout out or let the people know that have been listening to us talk for over an hour already? Anything that you would like to share with those select few sure all right gang listen i gotta shop myself out a little bit because i i really really would like to work on this more okay <laughs> i have a song it's called jitney it's about object permeance and how things doesn't don't last forever it's out right now it's on everything it's my face with the word jitney in front of it i work at a studio it's called studio 22 it's filled with a bunch of great artists if you're watching this right now and you're an artist and you're like i don't know where to start come here come here i will make you a beat i will make you a beat sam will make you a beat it'll be fun it'll be fun and then you get to learn about this mythical creature that i'm talking about um i have an album called patchwork that will be coming out november 22nd and there's also a show November 19th, that is double up. It's me, Yak, Abstract Theory, and a bunch of other really cool people, and the freak of nature, Nick Burkett. Another person that you could fucking see. You'd love it. I'm telling you right now. I watch people practice all the time. It's going to be, you're going to get blown out. That's what I'm saying. Um, Other than that, I'm a weird person that's everywhere all the time, and you will probably see me somewhere with this hat on. 
Very, very cool. With all of that being said, I'm just going to do an outro and then we'll uh we'll hit the stop button. All right, word. That is you. That's you're not gonna do my outro. <laughs> it's me. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here. One more time. Julian Atwater. I'll be back again next week with another episode and a different guest, but I'd be very happy to have you back sometime. I feel like we're only scratching the surface, but also does every conversation need to be a fucking podcast? We could just... No, I just like talking to you, dude. Let's just hang out with a couple glasses of whiskey and try to figure things out. I'm with it, bro. I'm really with it. Sometimes there's there's this... I'm, I'm interrupting my own intro, but maybe you can relate with this too. Like, Sometimes there's certain things that like maybe I feel like I've figured out in my life that like I actually don't want to share with the world. It's like, motherfucker, figure it out for yourself. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I don't I get I get really caught up trying not to influence people on my ways of thinking because we're like in like a thought war as like people right now. Uh huh. And like, I'm not trying to recruit anybody to my side. You <laughs> yeah, know I'm yeah I'm totally. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I have these thoughts. And we were like, that's outrageous or i love it and you're like oh i just wanted to talk I yeah just wanted to talk totally that's the thing that makes it really hard for me to like every once in a while i do like these like vlogs that are about just like a random thought that i have right mm-hmm. and every time that i put one out i'm like who the fuck am i what business do i think i have to even be sharing this with anybody I mean, you're a person. You live here. Sure. You have thoughts. I've liked listening to your thoughts. So, I mean, I think you have. I just, I just, you know, I overthink everything. But anyways, I'll be back again next week. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the Beat is the show. 2021 is the year. Whoop, whoop is the lifestyle, the mantra. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Peace. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Nice talking. Nice talking.